الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين ومن اقتدى بسنته إلى يوم الدين أما بعد So we continue bi-idhnillahi ta'ala with the continuation of the explanation of Umdat al-Ahkam, Kitab al-Tahara, the book of purification. And we've reached the Hadith al-Ashir, which is the 10th Hadith in the book of purification. And Nu'aym al-Mujmir. And Abi Huerata radiallahu an, and that is that Nu'aym al Mujmir, he reported that Abu Huerata radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he uh, narrated from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, anahu qal, inna ummati yudauna yawm al qiyamati ghurran muhajjaleen, min athar al wudu, faman istata'a minkum an yutila ghurratahu fal yafal, wa fi lavdin lil muslim, raaitu Abu Huerata radiallahu an, يتوضأ فغسل وجهه ويديه حتى كاد يبلغ المنكبيه ثم غسل رجليه حتى رفع إلى ساقيه ثم قال سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول إن أمتي يأتون يوم القيامة غرا محجلين من آثر الوضوء فمن استطاع منكم أن يطيل غرته فليفعل وفي لفظ للمسلم سمعت خليلي صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول تبلغ الحلية من المؤمن حيث يبلغ الوضوء. and in this hadith نعيم المجمر from the تابعين he said that Abu Huraira رضي الله عنه said that the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم he said on the day of resurrection his ummah will be called his ummah will be called Ghurran Muhajjaleen In a state of being Ghurra and Muhajjaleen Which we'll explain inshallah After reading the text That we receive this reward of Ghurra and Muhajjaleen Min al wudu From the remnants and the, the effects of their wudu And the excellence of their wudu And whoever And we can say that Ghurra is a type of uh, brightness the Ghurra, so if you can write down here because of time, Ghurra is brightness in the forehead uh, of uh, the, in essence, in the origin in the Arabic language. Ghurra is the brightness that you find in a horse, in the forehead of the horse, the brightness that you find in the forehead of the horse, which is uh, intended here, the face of the believers will be bright. Muhajjilin, which is the brightness on the limbs of the horse, the brightness and limbs of a horse, and muhajjilin is regarding the other areas of wudu who have that brightness. Min al wudu, from the effects of their wudu. Whoever has or wants to make, or whoever has the ability to make their brightness extended, then let them do so. وفي لفظ المسلم and in another narration wording in Muslim رأيت أبو هرارة صو أبو هرارة doing wudu and he washed his face 
great. I saw Abu Huraira performing wudu. He washed his face and washed his hands up to the arms. And then he washed his feet up to the shanks. And then he said, I heard the Messenger وسلم, say that my people in the Ummati, verily my people, Yatuni Yomil Qiyamah, that verily my people come on the Day of Judgment with bright faces and bright hands and feet. Min Atharil Wudu from the effects of their wudu, from the effects and signs of their wudu. So whoever uh, wants or has the ability to increase the brightness, then let them do so. And in another word in the Muslim, Abu Huraira, he said, I heard my close friend Rasulullah say that the believers, the adornment, the hilyatu, which is the adornment of the believer, reaches where his wudu reaches reaches where his wudu reaches. An amazing hadith on Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa many issues that we can take from this hadith and likewise many uh, rulings and discussions that the scholars have uh, mentioned regarding this hadith. We will take portions of that inshallah. So point number one which is the narrator. The narrator as we know is Abu Huraira. And we have already discussed his biography on more than one occasion. But also in this narration is a tabi'i, someone from the students of Abu Huraira, from the second generation. And his name is Nu'aim al-Mujmir. Nu'aim al-Mujmir. You can see his name on your screen. Nu'aim Al-Mujmir. His name is Nu'aim ibn Abdullah Al-Mujmir. Nu'aim ibn Abdullah. His father's name was Abdullah. His name is Nu'aim. And he is thiqah, trustworthy narrator from the Tabi'in. He was given the name Al-Mujmir for the reason that he used to bring Bukhur to the masjid. Yajmaru mas masajid. And that is that he used to bring the Bukhur, which is a type of scent and, and uh, uh, perfume, powdered perfume, to the masjid and scent the masjid and, 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 and make the masjid have a good smell. So he used to do this. And likewise, Abdullah, his father, used to do this. So they were given the nickname of Al-Mujmir, which is the one that does Bukhur and puts Bukhur in the masjid. This is the reason why he was given this name. Nu'aim ibn Abdullah al-Mujmir. His, al his, his nickname was al-Mujmir. And likewise, his father. Kana yubakhirul masjid al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He used to make Bukhur. His father used to put Bukhur in the masjid of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Point number two. Point number two after mentioning the uh, brief reasoning of the name al-Mujmir. Point number two, Barakallahu Fikum, is the al Hadith, the topic of the Hadith, and that is that the title that we can give to this Hadith is Bayanu Fadilatil Wudu wa Thawabihi. That is clarifying the virtues of Wudu and its reward. Being that we have previously studied the Sifatul Wudu and how we should perform Wudu, this is further encouragement, which is why the Imam 
Dagani, he mentions this hadith and puts this hadith here in this tartib, in this order to further encourage the talib al-ilm, the one that is reading this hadith, the Muslim, the one that wants to achieve great reward, to encourage them to show excellence as it relates to performing their wudu because of this reward here that the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sallam, he mentioned. Point number four is that the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentioned and he said, Ummati, my ummah. He said, my ummah. Now, the word ummah, barakallahu fikum, is uh, is mentioned here and it means from the Muslims Ummatin Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and that is the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam but there are other meanings fikum, of Ummah there are other meanings of Ummah which are mentioned in the book and the Sunnah we'll deal with a few of them inshallah so we can get further understanding here the first is an ummah bima'na jama'ah, meaning a group of people. Meaning a group of people. Ummatan minan nasi yasqawn. A group of, from the people. Ummatun minan nas, Allah mentions in Surah Al-Qasas. Ummatun or ummatan minan nas, a group of people. The second is atba'il anbiya'i alayhim as-salam. And that is following the or the followers of the prophets alayhim salatu wasalam so you have the ummah of musa you have the ummah of muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam we are the, from the ummah of muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam like you say nahnu ummatu muhammadin alayhi salatu wasalam so ummah can also mean the followers of the prophets so we have the ummah of musa and we have the ummah of khatim nabiyin rasulillah sallallahu alayhi wasallam the seal of the prophets muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam the third meaning of Ummah is Rajulun Jamiun Lil Khair Yuktadabihi. And that is a man, an individual who comprises of good that others follow. He has this comprehensive characteristic of good and others follow him. As is Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in Surah Al-Nahal, Inna Ibrahim kana ummatan. Verily, Ibrahim was a ummah, was a nation of himself because of his level of good deeds and how good he was, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, as he was Hanif, as he was somebody who freed himself from shirk and directed himself to a tawheed. Aynam. Rajulun jamiun lil khayri yuqtarabi. And others follow him in his examples. Inna Ibrahim kana ummah. So Allah said that Ibrahim was a ummah. Likewise, Ummah is also meaning, meaning generally deen wa millah, religion. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a way, a way of life. A religion, a way of life, a millah. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Zukhra, verse number 22, Inna wajadana aba'ana ala ummah. With a kuffar, they say, Verily, we found our fathers upon a way, upon a way of life, upon a religion. Generally, Ummah. Number five, and that is that in the Quran, sometimes Ummah means a period of time. Heen was a man. 
And that is like the qawli he, subhanahu wa ta'ala, the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Tuhud, verse number 8, where he said, subhanahu wa ta'ala, إِلَىٰ أُمَّةٍ مَعْدُودًا Up until a prescribed time. إِلَىٰ أُمَّةٍ So ummah here, it means time, period of time. And it's important for us to understand this when we're reciting the Qur'an. We find the word ummah, it has various meanings. And from them is this meaning, meaning a period of time. A period of time. Ayna. But in this hadith here, the meaning of Ummah is number two. And that is Atba'il Anbiya'i, alayhim salatu wasalam. And that is those who follow the prophets, yani Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The next point is, in this uh, hadith, the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam mentions that his Ummah the praying people, the people who perform the wudu, they will be ghurran muhajjaleen. They will be ghurran muhajjaleen. And we've explained during the reciting of the hadith that ghurra, if you can write ghurra, which is uh, a plural of agar. Ghurra is the plural of agar and ghurra. And that is bayadun fi wajhil faras, which is the brightness in the forehead or the whiteness of the forehead jabha some of the the barakalafikum the ulama of logha have mentioned here ibn uthaymin says his watch and others have mentioned is the jabha the forehead of the horse is shiny so the similitude has been made for those who perform wudu that day faces will be shiny and that the ummah of muhammad sallallahu to come on the day of judgment with luminous faces illuminated bright with nur and light from the signs and marks of their wudu after that he says muhajjilin that they are muhajjilin and this is yani fi aydihim wa arjulihim this is brightness in their arms and their legs and their feet and this barakallahu fikum is again originally coming from the qawam of the faras the pivotal limbs of the horse, the pivotal limbs being the arms and legs, front and the back, they are bright. And it's called here Muhajjaleen because it, has, uh, it, it implies and, and it, it, it incorporates the arms and the feet that are from the Athar of Wudu, from the signs and marks of the Wudu. So this no doubt is a blessing for the people of Wudu. That number one, they'll be from the people of Jannah. And number two, that... They will have these signs on Yawm Al-Qiyamah. That they will have these signs on Yawm Al-Qiyamah. They will be bright. That's for those who perform wudu and ablution accordingly. After this we go to the next point. And that is that in the, in this hadith it says, فَمَنْ إِسْتَطَعَ مِنْكُمْ أَنْ يُطِيلَ غُرَّتَهُ And that it says, and whoever wishes to prolong their brightness, then let them do so. The ulama have mentioned that that which is intended in this statement of the messenger sallallahu meaning that the one who wants to affirm and confirm the brightness of these areas the face and the limbs then let them do their wudu proficiently let them do their wudu properly correctly and this is the correct understanding of this hadith the next point that we're going to mention is that Raitu Abu Huraira, the narrator Nu'aym 
Al-Mujmal, he said that he saw Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu, that he would, for example, um, uh, washed all of his arms radiallahu anhu because of this hadith. And this is why some of the ulama have mentioned that um, it is better that one goes above that which is mentioned in the Quran and the Sunnah regarding the wudu, meaning that in the Quran and Sunnah is mentioned up to the elbows. But because of the action of Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu, some of them have mentioned that one should indeed extend that and do past the elbows. And that's the mode of contention between the scholars. They differed in this regard. Because of time, I'm going to just mention this briefly, and that is the correct opinion, is that this is an opinion of Abu Huraira, but the Quran and the Sunnah clearly states that it's up to your elbows, and there is no preference in extending it or washing your arms past that. There is no proof from that from the Quran and the Sunnah. The ulama differed regarding this. The correct opinion is that there is no proof. And from the angles to show the correctness of this opinion is as follows. And that is, first of all, when it says here, for many istata'a, and whoever from amongst you wishes to prolong their, um, uh, their brightness, this is actually from the statement of Abu Huraira, which the transcribes, those who transcribed the hadith, they didn't separate the statement of Abu Huraira from the statement of the Messenger So if you look on your screen where you have the hadith, it's mentioned like as if it's one statement. But it's in fact when he says, And whoever wishes, on your screen you can see here, and whoever wishes to extend the, uh, the brightness, this is actually the statement of Abu Huraira. But it's been amalgamated with the statement of the Messenger wasallam, And this is what the ulama of hadith they call mudraj. They call this mudraj. Where the state from idraj, where the statement of Abu Huraira has been udrija, dragged and connects to the statement of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So it's not actually from the statement of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. It's from the statement of Abu Hurairah. La min kalamin Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So we cannot say this is from the statement of the Messenger. It's an opinion statement from Abu Hurairah. Radiyallahu anhu. And none of the Sahaba agreed with him in this regard. There's no narration that we have from the other companions. That they agreed with him from this regard. And likewise... It is also uh, recorded uh, in the Musnad of Imam Ahmed regarding this wording as well. In the, in the Musnad of Imam Ahmed, uh, one of the narrators or the, the ulama who, are, who, who narrated this hadith have stated that they said that we are not sure whether this is from the statement of Abu Huraira or the statement of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So they themselves had that doubt. 
and other ulama have added to certainty that is from the statement of Abu Hurairah, not the statement of the Messenger وسلم, to extend and to go past the elbow, for example, and to go all the way to your shin uh, or shanks as it relates to doing wudu. There's no proof for this. We stick to that which has been mentioned in Surah Al-Ma'idah and also the narrations of Uthman in his, in his uh, description of uh, the wudu of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and other than that from narrations of Aisha and Maymuna radiyallahu anhuma wa anhum ajma'in. And likewise that which also uh, um, uh, reinforces this is that Abu Huraira it's been reported that Abu Huraira used to not show this action of his in public meaning the action of of of, of doing wudu past the elbows and up to the shin and he washing up to the shin. He didn't do this in public. He didn't do this in public. As this is indeed something that he wanted to do. And so people wouldn't follow him in that regard. So he kept this to himself. As is mentioned by the ulama. So therefore it's not something which one should be doing. It's not the sort of correct opinion. Is that we stick to the text. That it's up to our elbows we wash. And likewise. Barakallahu fikum. Up to uh, uh, the shins. And another way or, or angle to show that we do not extend past that, uh, sorry, up to the ankles, and we do not extend past that which has been mentioned in the Quran and the Sunnah as relates to uh, how far we wash, we do not go past that. And the statement of uh, some of the ulama that the ghurra, the ghurra, which is the brightness of the face, and the muhajilin, the brightness of the limbs, we cannot, we can, okay, you can say that you can extend washing your 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 arms up to past your elbow and you can say that you can extend from your ankles up to your shins you can extend that but as for the ghurrah because you remember that the meaning of ghurrah is barakallahikum the ghurrah is is your face you cannot extend that so therefore the statement here uh that that whoever wants to extend it then let him do so the meaning cannot be adding more, washing further than that which has been legislated. It just means making sure and being consistent in washing and doing the wudu according to the legislated places that is mentioned in the Quran and the Sunnah and maintaining that. Because if we say that it means extending and washing further, you cannot go further. The face is the face. So where are you going to go? You cannot extend that. So therefore, it shows that which is not intended here, barakallahu fikum, is washing past your elbows or washing past from your ankles uh, past your shin, nam. So clearly this shows that the, the correct opinion in summary, and we've summarized it, barakallahu fikum, is that that which is intended here in this hadith <coughs> regarding the ghurra and the, the brightness is that the person should maintain the wudu in the places that the Messenger has mentioned or that's been mentioned regarding the wudu of the Prophet in the hadith of Uthman that we studied a few weeks ago. And likewise, in Surah Al-Ma'idah, the description of wudu is clearly mentioned from where to where, and we maintain that. And the statement for yutilu, for man and the one that has uh, the ability for man minkum man yutilu ghurratahu filifal, the one who... Uh, has the ability to to extend his brightness, then let him do so, meaning to maintain his brightness. To maintain his brightness by 
being consistent as it relates to performing the wudu according to the legislation that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has legislated. So from this hadith, Barakallahu Fikum, it shows the, the beauty of the one who is proficient and efficient and does the wudu correctly. After this, we go to some benefits that we can take from this hadith. The first benefit is in this hadith, it establishes the iman and belief in the resurrection and Yom al Qiyamah. And in that, there will be hisab wal jaza. There will be accounts taken and reward. And this is part of the aqidah of, of the Muslim that we have to have this belief. And this is mentioned in this hadith of the Messenger. So the Day of Judgment is mentioned, the resurrection, no doubt, is affirmed in this hadith. So it's part of the Iman of the Muslim. Number two, and that is the virtue of this Ummah. The virtue of the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And that is that they will come on the Day of Judgment with bright faces and the bright areas that they've done wudu. Uh, from the effects of wudu. So it shows you the virtue of the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And number three, it also shows the virtue of wudu. The virtue of wudu. That we should enjoy this blessed act of the wudu. I know that that which lies behind this is great reward, as mentioned in this hadith of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam. And likewise, in this hadith, the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, تَبْلُغْ حِلْيَةُ مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِ حَيْثُ يَبْلُغُ الْوُدُوْ and that is that, subhanAllah, the adornment of the believer will be extended to the, to, to the places of wudu, will reach the places of wudu. So this is again showing the virtue of the believers and those who perform wudu and showing the virtues of wudu in itself now. And no doubt, Barakallahu Fikum, this hadith should encourage us to uh, pay heed to the affair of performing wudu and performing wudu correctly according to that which has been legislated in the Quran and the Sunnah. And with this we conclude today's uh, lesson as it relates to the Kitab al-Tahara. Uh, Barakallahu feekum. As it relates to the Kitab al-Tahara and this hadith of Abu Huwarata radiyallahu ta'ala anhu. And inshallah we'll continue with uh, uh, كتاب الطهارة في أمرة الأحكام next week بإذن الله تعالى رب العرش العظيم هذا والله أعلم وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين حياكم الله بارك الله فيكم uh, there's a question here from uh, Kenya. Fikum barakallah. The action of Abu Huraira, is it considered recommended or sunnah or just permissible to extend the areas of wudu as it is the action of a sahabi and there is no known mukhalif of this action from the sahaba that I assume. What did the scholars say? The, if one does it, there's no sin on the person. But the issue which uh, the scholars uh, differed regarding is, is it preferred? Is it recommended? And the scholars said that there is no proof from the Quran and the Sunnah to show that it's recommended. But if the one who does it, no, the person is not sinning, 
but it is not something that is recommended. Meaning that the person who, when they perform the wudu, and they're washing their arms up to their elbows, and they don't go past that, does not get less reward than the person who decides to wash his whole arm, or her whole arm. It is not considered preferred. This is the mode of contention between the scholars. So no, it is not a sunnah, and it is not recommended, but it's just permissible. And it's just, it's just, it's just fine that the person does that, but there is no virtue over the one that does not do it. This is the understanding of the scholars, such as Shaykh al-Islam, Ibn Taymiyyah, Ibn Qayyim, Abdurrahman al-Sa'idi, Riwaya and Imam Ahmed, and uh, likewise, Barakallahu Fikum, um, Imam Malik, these ulama that have been mentioned of this opinion that is not preferred, and it's from the ijtihad of um, uh, Abu Hurairah, and it doesn't mean that it's mustahab. It doesn't mean that it's preferred that one washes above the elbows. There is no, and uh, up to the shin, there is no proof from the Quran nor the Sunnah for this. And the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, didn't do it.